over Amazon or Target or Big W or all that sort of stuff is our brand. Like it's, it's so much of who we are. Are you a product-based business? Maybe handmade or importing? I do both. I'm spending my own cash advertising on Facebook and Instagram to help grow my two Shopify stores from scratch that I started in 2020. So join me in this diary type podcast where I share real time challenges and wins as things happen day to day in real time because we often feel less alone in our e-commerce journey when sharing the challenges with someone else. If you're just starting out or growing your small online business, I think you'll find my experiences motivational as I share from my kitchen table in Adelaide, Australia. Brought to you by one of my e-commerce shops, theturtlejournal.com.au. Hi, my name is Rachel. Welcome to Aussie e-commerce mum, a diary. This is episode number 34. I want to talk a little bit about branding opportunities that you might want to consider. You probably do some of these anyway, but maybe this little list I've put together is some ideas of things you could try or maybe something different or maybe a new way of looking at some of the stuff you already do. This episode is a little bit of a crossover between, you know, branding versus advertising. It's pretty generic, so I'm not going to go like really detail on the differences and whether these are strictly, you know, advertising opportunities versus branding, what sort of stuff. It's kind of just some things I've been thinking about how I get my brand name out there, how it looks, how it feels, how I want it to look and feel. And I thought I'd put together a list of some suggestions that I have of things, some things I've done, some things I haven't done. And maybe you'd like to try some of these for yourself if you haven't already, or just evaluate some of what you already do. It's, um, you know, our brand is kind of everything. <laughs> if you're a small business, it's all we have. Like we, we are just a nobody without our brand because we're just a person, probably a solopreneur. And our brand is, is often the reason we have customers in the first place. The reason that they choose us over Amazon or Target or Big W or all that sort of stuff is our brand. Like it's, it's so much of who we are. And so much of our brand wraps up our um, the type of customer that's attracted to us or that's interested in our products, our trustworthiness, how that, you know, if they trust us and if they're willing to part with their hard earned dollars to buy our products. The word brand encompasses so much about who we are. It presents our front facing image to customers and to the general market, the experience that customers have or could expect to have from us when they shop with us. Every little interaction that we have with our customers and potential customers is an opportunity to reinforce our brand. And I could talk about different, like I said, different nuances of it, like tone of voice, language, feel, emotion, visual experiences and stuff. But this is just going to be a pretty practical list of things I've been thinking about recently. And like I said, it's a pretty, it's a pretty loose crossover between brand and advertising. This list is in no particular order either. So I'll just start um, at the top and we'll just go through a few. Number one, custom packaging. I feel like uh, new businesses get stuck here often, custom packaging. I, I get a bit worried that, that new business owners or if we're new starting out can spend far too much time in this realm of custom packaging. And custom packaging is beautiful and great and I don't have much of it. I'd probably like to have more custom packaging but it's also incredibly expensive. So it's just always something to be measured with that you've really got to consider what you want to say about your brand and how your brand is positioned or what you want it to look like or say to your customer to make that determination for yourself whether it's really worth it because I don't think 
you necessarily need custom packaging to make your brand incredible as far as your customers are concerned. But if you have a great brand and you want to elevate it, then maybe sure custom packaging is great. I don't know that it will be the buyer's decision. You know what I mean? Like I don't know that how incredible your custom packaging in necessarily is the make or break for a customer. Maybe it is. I just don't know that that holds up. I don't think that's, I think that's maybe uh, a theory. I don't know that that's solid enough to spend the sort of money you might need to on custom packaging. But at the same time with my website, the Turtle Journal, I do try to package my things up uniquely and I use a lot of recycled papers and things. So I'm certainly not adverse to custom packaging. I just don't think it's worth spending hours and hours of time on it in the lead up to launching your product. You know what I mean? Like if you're starting out, just get to it and start already and then make some changes later, but don't let sort of custom packaging hold you up. But nevertheless, it's a cool way to add some branding into your products for sure. Social media. This is obvious and you probably have heard this tip all the time in lots of places. We all probably know that our cohesive, you know, look of social media, our our colors should be similar. We should have similar icons and branding and call to actions and links and use our logo for particularly if we're sharing a quote card or something something that our followers might on share to their friends or family we want our logo on that quote card and that sort of stuff so try and get yourself together a bit of a branding suite of colors and fonts and things and then use those consistently and if you don't love all of them I don't even know that matters either the point is they go together consistently it's all about the consistent picture over time that's actually more important versus whether you want to buy some particular fancy font that sort of really actually sort of probably means nothing in my book what actually matters is that what you do choose to use is consistently used all the time and matches each other so that your brand puts out a cohesive look. Number three, stickers, logo stickers or icon stickers. I love stickers in orders and I love to see brands using their logo on a sticker. I think it's super cute, but you know, I'm a bit biased too because I like stickers. So I haven't done it myself, but I do love to order things online and get a sticker with it. That always makes me happy. That's something you could think about if you were, if you like stickers yourself or if it sort of suits the kind of brand that you have is a bit fun. Our business cards. Now, do you have business cards? Do you not have business cards? One of my websites has business cards, the other one does not. So they're a bit of a uh, give or take. I don't know how important they are these days for businesses to have a business card, but I do love the idea of if you're gonna go to the effort of having a business card, make it worthwhile having. Has it got a motivational quote on it or a bit of artwork or a discount code or something? Like some sort of information on the card that makes it cool so that your customers have a reason to keep it. This is something I'll probably need to revisit for myself. My business cards are just generic business cards and I haven't gone back to look at that since. So I'm absolutely missing an opportunity there to increase the value of what I already do because I already have business cards. So then if I spent the time making them better, that would just be time well spent on improving something that I'm already doing. So I don't even need to introduce something new. It would just be maximizing something I already do. So you may find the same. Next one is an embosser or an engraver. I've seen these online a lot. These are called, you know, the ones that you use 
they're like a, a clamp or a, a pair of pliers. They're not a pair of pliers, but that's how I think about them, where it actually squashes the impression, your logo impression into paper or card as a way of customizing products and customizing, you know, receipts and packaging is that it's an embosser. So you, you put the paper in there and just squeeze it close and it just embosses the paper with the shape of your logo. I reckon that is cool and I would love to do something like that. And so that's on my list of things one day to purchase for sure. Uh, advertising on social media and there's no surprise here I would suggest you pay for your own traffic my episode 22 if you haven't listened to it about spending five dollars a day on Facebook and Instagram to get your own traffic to your website the right type of people to your website your actual customer avatar your actual customer person to see your content online and to come to your website will only help you grow will increase your reach will get your name out there more increase your visibility it propels your brand forward and it reinforces your brand and it also reinforces your organic efforts it helps your organic efforts feel do better they reach further they're just more volume of things there for your customers and followers to consume and I had a customer recently which is my first sort of time it's been an obvious link for me where um, I run paid ads and I did a you know a pack an order with me type video and a customer emailed me and said hey can I have a link to that sticker set that so-and-so bought on and they'd obviously seen my pack with me video or you know pack an order with me type video and then reached out via email through my website to say hey I'd love that sticker set where is it on your website free samples this is my favorite I always put a free sample in with my customers orders I love to do it I think it's one of the beautiful things we get to do as a small business owner that big box stores would never consider doing so we get to do that and it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money at all it could be free even you could do a pdf download as a free sample so you create it once and then it's free to offer after that via email uh, writing a blog do you know writing a blog is actually a really really good way of increasing your brand it's an opportunity to promote your brand to give your brand some authority and some kudos some stature and just put you know what's the word position your brand as a really legitimate part of the industry that you're in so writing a blog I reckon is a really great way awareness strategies well worth the effort being part of Facebook groups, I, I'm not at all an active member of Facebook groups. I'm really not. And I, I know I'm leaving opportunities there by not being part of more Facebook groups and being an active member of them. So that's something I would probably like to look at down the track is being more active in more Facebook groups about my brand and just being obviously a, a genuine community member in those groups and when the opportunity arises to be able to let people know what I do but I have all my links on my profile anyway on social media Do you know if, if a complete stranger comes to me on Facebook they'll soon see my websites there anyway so it's not a secret so I don't I don't need to push them in a Facebook group and that's usually against the rules anyway of course but there's just another avenue to stamp your brand in the marketplace I think an email signature do you have an image block at the bottom of your email with your details your name your business website a phone number if you have one and a you know a cute icon or your logo or something like that it's so worth doing it's simple as to set up once of course and then it just attaches to your email over and over like you know at work or anywhere else that you have that you get emails from it just adds a whole nother professional layer and it is actually a branding opportunity so one that you might want to consider if you don't already do so 
uh, hosting a stall at a craft market or maybe your kid's local school fundraiser or something like that. Going in on a raffle and offering a prize there as part of a, a bigger community raffle. These are all ways to boost your email list, which is absolutely a brand and advertising opportunity. And my episode five, I actually talk about in-person selling and uh, why I was considering it at the time when I recorded the episode number five about do I want to sell in person? Do I not want to? What are the pros and cons? So that's a really cool episode to go back and listen to, particularly if you sell in person. If you sell at craft markets or stalls, I encourage you to listen to that episode because more than anything, my memory of that episode and what I really would like listeners to come away from that is if you do sell in person, you need to have a strategy for collecting emails. You've got this incredible captive audience in person to get feedback in person, (laughs) which we don't get online, and to be able to maximize that by boosting your email list and offering opportunities for people to join your email list so you can stay in contact with them after the event. Otherwise, once they're gone and the market's over, they're lost forever, like you might never see them again. Next one, a variety of mediums. So for example, You could have beautiful packaging and you could have a thank you card and you could have a business card and you could have a sticker. And that sounds over the top, but I will tell you a lot of creators I see online on Instagram and TikTok do just that. They have small businesses and craft type businesses and they they chuck in every possible little thing they can think of into their order. The customer gets, you know, beautiful tissue paper that's branded and then they get a thank you card and then they get a business card and then they get a sticker. It's all a lot and beautiful. It's nothing saying it's not beautiful. But do you know what? If you actually think about all of those um, examples, they are the same medium. In other words, if you're going to give someone a thank you card, I wouldn't give them a business card. You're literally doubling up and a sticker. They're all papers. <laughs> you're spending money on the same medium. I think you're better off spreading that out. Like why spend money on the same type of branding or the same type of advertising instead of spreading that out more? Like don't give beautiful packaging that's custom and the thank you card and the business card and a sticker because they're all very similar mediums for branding. They're all probably accomplishing the same thing. I just think you're better off splitting that out and picking one of those things and then putting some money and resources into some other ideas that hit your customer at different spots and different journeys and different points along their journey, different avenues, different places online or different places in person. I think all of those things put together in one single box in one order probably accomplish the same thing. So I think that's probably just a bit of overkill and a waste of resources. Customer reviews. Now, totally customer reviews. Use them on social media. You could do a graphic for social media. Put them on your website product pages so the customers see them on the product page, not just the home page. You could have them on Facebook. Encourage your followers to leave your review on Facebook and then publish that on your website too. All of these things are branding opportunities and ways to advertise your business, even though it doesn't seem like advertising, because it increases the factor that they know, like, and trust you. All of that is what we need to build for ourselves as a small business brand, because we're not the well-known brand. 
like the supermarket or the department store. We haven't got that brand awareness or brand presence is what we're trying to build for ourselves. Then of course, if you do a customer review or you get an email from someone, then you make it in a social media post with a nice tile. You could tag them or invite them to share it or email it back to that customer and say, hey, you can chuck this on Facebook too if you want to share with your family and friends. You could give them a discount code with it. You could really leverage it in a lot of ways. One of my emails I sent last year just with a customer review inside the email actually got me a sale. I was really surprised. I was a bit stuck for content on what to send to my email list. So I included a review in my email and sent it to my newsletter group and I got a sale from it. It was really surprising. I was very happy about it. But all of that stuff just helps give your brand some gravitas, authenticity, some volume, some foundation, just a real professional clout. All of that is really important, really hard to measure. (laughs) A lot of this stuff is really hard to measure. It's stuff that we do. We do it because it's part of who we are, what we're trying to build, but it can be very hard to measure, obviously, the success of a lot of this sort of stuff. Another one you could do is a loyalty program. You could do a VIP program. You could do something like first chance to shop before everyone else gets to shop type, you know, launch a product or something. You could offer exclusive discounts for a specific group of people, or you could even do fun stuff a bit more behind the scenes, like ask your um, newsletter group for input on product development or, you know, to name a new product is fun. I've seen that online too a lot, which is pretty cool. All of that is like a loyalty program or a VIP program. It just brings in a group of people a little closer to you as a brand and really rewards them for their loyalty and for them shopping with you and supporting you as a small business as well. I like to do that with my customers. Um, I let them know often that I so appreciate their support. I hope they love their products. Please let me know their feedback, good or bad. I'll take all of it on board. And I want to just thank them, you know, from the bottom of my heart for supporting me as a small Aussie business. The last one I have is user experience or UX on your website. Your user experience is very important because it it can be the reason people stay and shop and purchase or that they jump away. And it needs to match where they've seen you elsewhere. More than anything, a bit like I was saying with your fonts and colors or what have you, whatever you do, it just needs to match. Your website needs to match your socials and it needs to match the banner you had at a craft market. It just needs to match so that when someone comes to your website, they know they're in the right spot. You don't want them to have to recalculate in their brain and reevaluate. is this where I should be? Is this the right person? Am I in the right place? You need them to be able to make that decision quick and then go ahead and start browsing and purchasing without thinking, oh, am I really in the right spot? Is this really the same person I saw last weekend at the market? I don't know this person's Facebook page looks like this website at all. Maybe it's the wrong one. All that stuff really just interrupts the user experience and they're likely to bounce away and then not just bounce away, but it starts to make you look not trustworthy, which is even worse. So you want to have a great user experience on your website. I talk a little bit about that in episode six. So you could go back and check out episode six, where I talk a lot about things to have on your homepage. So the last couple of things I want to tell you do is to direct you to a couple of episodes I think will be really helpful because email marketing is my other huge, huge tip for branding opportunities and advertising opportunities that you may be missing. And if you're not email marketing, then 100% you are absolutely missing out on that. And I would put that at the top of your list for things to do tomorrow (laughs) is email marketing. 
Chances are though, lots of you already do email marketing and are probably aware of the power that it has in supporting your brand and a great advertising opportunity and avenue. So my episode number 13 and most recently episode 30 are both all about email marketing and I'm really specific and nitty gritty. Like I go through some very specific things about some actual revenue I made from emails and the actual emails I sent and the actual subject lines that got me that revenue. So I'd strongly encourage you to listen to that episode or those two episodes. The last episode I think is really related to this is number 14. It's called Why Are You Doing That? It's a bit of a philosophical episode, but I think it wraps up this episode so well, because why would you do any of these things? I think it's so important to check in with ourselves and ask ourselves, whatever you choose to do from this list of things and all the other things you probably already do, why are you doing those? What sort of expectations do you have around them? Are they reasonable expectations? Is it a short-term play or a long-term play? And like I said before, with the variety of mediums, you know, a thank you card, a business card, beautiful custom tissue paper and a sticker. Are you hitting the same spot over and over or are you spreading yourself out more widely with the efforts you already have? It is probably a little of a philosophical way of maybe how I'm starting to see business as I'm trying to grow. Is it need to decide for yourself and make decisions about what you choose to do and why you're choosing to do it? And then decide for yourself if you have expectations, unspoken or not. If they're reasonable expectations, are they based on timeframes? Were you expecting a quick win or a silver bullet? Or were you more planned, you know, to play a long game and see some results over time? And of course, when we have more reasonable expectations, we tend not to get so disappointed or knocked off track or get paralyzed with procrastination, which is a killer for us, hey, trying to grow a small business. It can be far too easy to put our head in the sand and then we we sort of end up chasing our tail or just completely ignoring things that are so important that we should be paying really close attention to. So I would so encourage you to go and listen to that episode after this one. So do one of these things if you haven't already. Think about which one or what else do you already do. I'd love to hear different things you do. Send me an email. I'd be so interested to hear what you do with your branding and advertising. And maybe are there things after thinking about this list that you do that you think are just a bit of a waste of time or that you'd like to put your efforts in a different direction? That'd be really cool to hear about because the list is endless, I am sure. So let me know. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining me on this Diary Style podcast. I hope my little ideas and experiences day to day are encouraging for you as we grow our businesses together from me here in Adelaide and you wherever you are around the country and a couple of people overseas who've listened recently, which have been really cool. Head over to my website and you can send me an email there at aussieecommercemum.com.au. I'll see you next time. Keep learning.